Really good to worship, isn't it? Really refreshing just to lift our eyes up, lift and focus on to God. And uh, so my sense, I want to bring a little bit of a, a bit of a word here this morning. And uh, so my sense of what God's saying to us as a church now, this, this time, is, uh, is that he, he wants to encourage us that we've got everything we need. And it's a sense of, of, him, of him wanting us to have that assurance that we've got what it takes to not just get through this crisis in this time, but actually to thrive in it. And of course, when we say we've got what it takes, we know that it's not, it's not you know, us on our own, but it's the, it's the life and the hope and the, the, the reality of Jesus living in us. It's everything that we need to um, not just get through, but actually uh, grow and, 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 and flourish during this time. So... The, the picture that I've been having, a kind of recurrent thing over the last few weeks, is of, um, uh, and, and a kind of, a sort of an image that God's been giving me, is uh, I feel like he's saying that we're fat sheep. Fat, as in healthy, rather than obese or overweight. But, but that he's saying to us, we're, we're, we are, um, as a church, well fed. We've been uh, living in a comfortable um, environment for, for a period of time. And that's not to say life hasn't been hard. And, there's, there, you know, there's been significant challenges for, for many of us and we've, we've walked those different journeys but it's as if we've been sheep that have been in a, in a kind of sheep pen and the sheep pen has got this lovely lush grass uh, thick green abundant grass uh, the, the shepherd is right there with us we can see him we, can, we see him he's always kind of within eyesight uh, we can hear his voice and we've got to know his voice and we've become very uh, familiar with his voice and the, sh- and the sheep pen has got this uh, it's got a a strong barrier fence or wall around it so that it's, it's very safe. Nothing can, nothing can get in to, that, that might harm us. And even if it did, that the shepherd is right there to make sure that no, no danger comes to us. And so that's a, a kind of sense of, I think, what God's saying, where we've been. And it's been a, it's, and it's not, a, it's not, it's not a, maybe I'm talking about it a bit negatively, but it's actually, a, it's, a, it's actually a really special place. And it's a place of nurture, a place of, uh, of able to grow and able to, and able to really get to know God in a, in a close way. But it's very different in this, in this time that we're now led out of the sheep pen onto the hillside, out onto the mountainside. Let's think Middle Eastern sheep rather than Welsh sheep because there's more dangerous out in the Middle East, I think. Um, and, uh, and, th- and this analogy is, is, is actually, it's more than just the coronavirus time. This is, this is an analogy which speaks into the life of faith and the journey of faith of following Jesus, whatever our time. So there'll be people amongst us, and we know that, who, who have been taking some large steps of faith. They're on projects of faith already, through circumstances, through pushing in some new territory uh, to further God's kingdom. And, uh, and this will speak into those settings. But, but there's, a, there's a sense in which, uh, globally now, nationally, globally, you know, all of us have been thrust into a very different time and place, haven't we? A very different way of living. And it's a bit like that we've been, we've been released onto the hillside, or released onto the mountainside, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a different place. It's very different. And it can, it can cause us to ask all these questions like, where is God? I can't see him. I'm used to him being right here, right next to me. I'm used to having this, you know, whenever I open the cupboards, there's food there. Whenever, or, or the spiritual equivalent of that. You know, whatever I have is in front of me. It's really available. And actually, oh, this is different now. It's a different space. And I had this, this familiar wall and this familiar fence surrounding me, which, which gave me a real confidence that I was fine. Nothing could really 
hurt me, but that's gone now. And, and I just see this big horizon, and I can see in the sky, I can see some circling uh, vultures, or actually, they're, they're not vultures, um, maybe some like eagles or something like that, some sort of birds of prey that actually will, 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 are big enough to go for a sheep or a young sheep. Or there's wolves, and there's, and there's, there's these dangerous things. And to find food, there isn't such a lush grass necessarily. Uh, there's bits of grass here. I have to wander a bit, fur- bit further, a, a few more challenges to get, my, to get my food each day. And my sense of, is, is that God's saying that there are things that we learn in this place on the mountainside, things that we discover about God that we couldn't learn or wouldn't discover when we're in the safety of the, of the sheep pen. God doesn't change. Uh, he's the same. Jesus says, I'm the same yesterday, today and forever. Um, but actually our experience of him changes and our opportunity to walk with him changes based on our circumstance. And his in- encouragement to us here is you've, there's everything that you need to thrive and flourish in this season, even though it looks different. So we get the opportunity of where we've uh, perhaps in the past not had danger come anywhere near us because there's been this fence, there's been this wall around us and the, and the shepherd has been right there to stop it. Now we're actually out there in a bit more of a vulnerable position such that we get to experience the shepherd running from, a, from some distance away to fight off the, the wolf on our behalf. And that's a whole new thing to us. There's a, whole, there's a great adrenaline rush that comes to that. There's a, there's a fear that comes up that we need to address and confront. And, 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 and oh gosh, he really has come and he, he has come and rescued me. I can stand on the promises of the Bible and they, they really do work. You know, these were just, these were just stories that I read that were, you know, they warmed me and they encouraged me and, they were, they, and, I, and I've known them since I was a child perhaps for some people. But actually now in this time of being on the mountainside, we get to, we get to know them in a whole dif- a dif- a different and a deeper and a more experiential way that we couldn't experience in the, in the safety of the sheep pen. And it might be that for us, our, our provision, you know, we're used to, we've had a, we've had a paycheck every month. Or we've had our benefit coming in consistently every month. And whatever it is, our source of, source of provision, it's been consistent, it's been steady, it's been there. And, and, you know, we just knew it would be there each month. But maybe now this, some of these questions are, are coming up. And, and, you know, we've read in the Bible that, 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 that God, Jesus, looks at, Jesus feeds the sparrows. You know, doesn't, doesn't he say that in Matthew, in Matthew 5 or 6, I think it is? Um, you know, my, so I, 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 feed the, I feed the birds of, of the air. And, you know, for, for me and my personal walk with Jesus, there have been, been times when I've had to stand on that and, um, and you know, had to, had to pray in the finances. And I know now, in a way that I didn't know when things were much more comfortable, that that's true, that he really does provide for us. He really does give us all that we need. But it might be that we get thrown by the, the, the immediacy of it not being there or the, or the, the 28th of the month is the date that it comes in and it's, it's not coming on the 28th of the month. Yeah, think of it like this. Think of it as being the sheep, you know, um, needs, his, needs his water each, each day. And he's used to drinking from this trough. And the trough was always filled with water. Uh, you know, every couple of days there was fresh water. He's never been to that trough and there hasn't been water in it. There's always been water there. But now he's on this hillside, this mountainside. And, you know, it's just quite, it's quite rocky and it's quite earthy. And there's bits of scrubs of sort of not really such nice grass. But then as he explores, as he wanders looking for his food, he comes across this amazing, this, this bubbling, uh, this spring coming out, of, coming out of the rock, coming out of the hillside, and there's this water. It's like water that he's never seen before. Never, it's so fresh, it's so cool, it's just got an amazing taste to it. 
And that's the taste of, of provision in a place where you're not expecting it. It's, a, it's, when, it's when God, we stand on God's promises, the character, the faithfulness of God, and we see him provide in a way that we, we've never experienced before. And there's a sweetness to that, and there's a, a joy and a delight in that that we get from um, receiving this kind of provision from the Lord, which is different to the norm, different to the safe place. And he's with us, isn't it? So whether it's protection, whether it's provision, whether it's hearing God's voice and knowing him near to us, the, the, the encouragement is, uh, in this season of having been thrust out of the sheep pen um, and now living in this wilder mountainside, hillside place, the encouragement is that God hasn't changed. God is the same. And actually we can take advantage of this opportunity to learn things and to discover parts of God's character, discover pictures of the Bible that were, you know, they were just words to us before, but actually now they become, they become food that we can stand on. They become, we get to know God in a completely different way than we had done previously. I want to share a little bit here from Acts, and uh, this is Acts chapter 4. Uh, it's a few um, verses that quote what the religious leaders of the day, so this is the kind of you know, so, so um, in Jerusalem and Israel, in, the, in Jesus' time, the, uh, the religious leaders were the kind of, the sort of top uh, politicians as well as kind of religious leaders in that society. They were the Romans obviously ruling over them, but the, the kind of, the, the, the most uh, senior people in, uh, is, is, is in Jewish society were the religious leaders. And uh, they made this comment about uh, two of Jesus' disciples, um, Peter and John. Let me just find that. Sorry, I'm just uh, on the wrong page. (laughs) Here it is. So they said, When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realised that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realised that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. So if we backtrack on this little bit here, um, Peter and John have just, uh, in the chapter before, they've just healed a beggar who was sat outside the temple in Jerusalem for many years. He was well known by everyone that went into the temple, went past that part of the city. They knew and recognised this beggar. He couldn't walk. And, um, and Peter and John, in the name of Jesus, told him to get up and, and, and be healed and walk. And they, and they healed him. And off the back of that, crowd gathers, as you can imagine, and, um, and they start speaking about Jesus and who he, who he is and what he'd done. The religious leaders, threatened by this potential uh, loss of power or whatever else, they're unsettled by that, and they put Peter and John in prison overnight, because it's, it's, it's late. And they bring them out the next morning, and Peter and John again explain, they can't help but explain who Jesus is and what he's done and so on. And it's off the back of that that they say that they were astonished at these ordinary people uh, speaking with such authority and clarity and, and, and they, hadn't, they hadn't been educated to the same way that these um, religious leaders had. But the backstory here is that uh, J- uh, Peter and John, are, they're on the mountainside here. They've been thrust out of the sheep pen because Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, those, those biographies of Jesus, the four Gospels, tell us about the, life of, um, about the life of Jesus primarily, but we see his, his interactions and his walking with his disciples, don't we? We see them. We see um, their journey of learning and discovering who, who Jesus is and what he's like and what it means to know him and to follow him. We see them having their moments of success 
Think of Peter getting out of the boat and he walks on the water shortly after Jesus walks on the water. He has his moment of success and then, he, and then his faith kind of wavers and he sinks. But it's okay because he's in the sheep pen and the shepherd is right there, right next to him. He reaches down and pulls Peter out of the water. Basically throughout Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, they've been in this safety net. They've been in this safe place. They've been, and it's been right and it's been really good. They needed to be in that place. They need that intimacy of walking with Jesus in this safe place. Jesus was, was, was bringing a whole other way of seeing, seeing the world, a whole different way of living, a whole other way of life was what Jesus was bringing to, to humanity uh, in this little part of Israel through these 12 people and, and, and the bigger community that, that grew from there. He, he was teaching people how to live in the same world but in a completely different way by a completely different value system and that's what we are uh, living in now. But they were in this, they were in the, in, in the safe place and you know, whether they succeeded or failed, it didn't matter in many ways because those four Gospels, that, that time period, was all about Jesus. And, uh, and he would catch them and he would cheer them on and he would coach them. But this is different now. Once we hit the, the book of Acts, Jesus has died and he's risen from the dead and he's gone to heaven and he sent his Holy Spirit upon the church, upon the believers, to live, to put the Spirit of Christ, uh, the Spirit of God, inside them so that they can live. And what we see here is we see them out on the mountainside, out in the vulnerable place, where Jesus isn't, isn't right with them, holding their hand. They can't see him anymore. He's not, they can't hear his voice in the same way that they did when he was sitting at the same meal table with them. But also, in those four Gospels, we never see the religious leaders responding to Peter and John and saying, gosh, these are extraordinary men. We never see them commenting. We never see a comment that says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realised that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and took note that these men had been with Jesus. We just don't see that in the, in the Gospels. We see people astonished by Jesus' authority, by Jesus' words, by Jesus, what Jesus does, the miracles and so on, but not by, but not by ordinary people like Peter and John. They needed to have that experience of being out there in the wilderness on the on the mountainside in the vulnerable place in order to really step into the fullness of their potential in Christ the fullness of who they of who, of who they were and it's not this isn't about um, Peter and John being you know celebrated as being heroes it's not about us being celebrated as heroes is it we we know that actually any good and any life that, that is in us isn't about us it's about it's about Jesus living in us. It's a, but we have to inhabit and, and, and put on these clothes, this life of Jesus. I heard a good quote the other day. Someone talked about um, our original design is uh, living in the fullness of our original design is to, is to live as if Jesus was living our life. So if, if, if uh, my name's Chris, as many of you know, and if, um, and if Jesus was living my life now in me, um, you know, perfectly informed. That would be what my sort of destiny is. That's, and so, so we're, not, we're not here saying we've all got to be these sort of superhuman heroes that are celebrated by the world like Peter and John. But actually we are called to be people that carry the presence and the life of Jesus. And there's a, and there's a kindness to Jesus and a tenderness in putting us in a place where actually we depend upon him in, 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 a, in a new way. We discover these truths in the scriptures are really really something we can live on, really something we can build our, build our life on. Another way of thinking about it might be like a, uh, like a uh, let's say, an airline pilot training. You know, I think, I, I think they do heaps of training, and I think for many, a long time, they spend time in simulators, so they're sitting in an office somewhere or a room somewhere, and they're flying simulators, and they're practicing takeoff and landing and 
turning and turning and maybe sort of uh, crash landings or whatever. All, all of the key features of a, uh, of, a, of a flight. But really, if they crash, it doesn't really matter, does it? They're just sitting in a, in a chair somewhere, you know. But, now, but then when they get into a real plane, that's when the training really matters. And, they, and it might be that for, for, for you, this feels like a time or, or you, know, you, re, you resonate with the, the, the walk of faith is that time when actually you're out in a real plane now. And you really get to see, you know, what, does this work? Does this, does this thing actually fly? <laughs> Did Jesus really die and rise from the dead? Can I really build my life upon him? Does this, can he really give me peace in a storm? Can he really overcome my anxiety? Can he really provide for me if I lose my job? Can he really provide for my family who aren't believers in Jesus uh, if, if, if one of them loses their job, for example? We get uh, in this place of vulnerability to discover who God is and who we are. And his encouragement to us, uh, I believe, this week is that we have everything that it takes in Christ to thrive and to flourish. So I want to just cheer you on in that. I want to um, bless you and, uh, and say this is a great time to, 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 to dig deep. Um, Esther, we've got these 8 o'clock prayers every, 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 uh, every morning and you might have seen on our Facebook and Instagram pages that um, we have a little video from a different person in the church each day and we're going to carry that on in this season. Esther had a really good one on, on uh, Saturday, I think it was yesterday, and, um, and she was talking about how she hadn't spent so much time with, with God recently and was encouraged to spend more time, uh, in, some time again in his presence and how life-giving that, life that was. And it's a tendency, isn't it, of, of us some, sometimes when things go wrong or when we, uh, when we I don't know, we, we mess up in some way for us to think, right, I can't really relate to God now. I've got to, I've got to distance myself and, and go away. And, and actually the opposite is true. This is the time for us to, to plug in and to dig in and, and, to, and to take hold of these truths in the Bible. So uh, I, I'd encourage you to look at that. That's, that Esther, if you haven't seen Esther's video from yesterday, I found that really helpful. You might also find that reading the Bible afresh is a, is a, is a really good thing at this time. We, we spoke a few weeks ago in our service here, I think our last one before the sort of lockdown, um, we looked at Elijah and the widow at Zarephath, which is around uh, 1 Kings sort of 17, 18, I think it is. And that was a time of famine in the land in Israel, you could, you could read that, that story of Elijah, 1 Kings 17, through there and see the journey of a person of, of faith going through that journey, seeing how God provides and leads him in different ways. Or you could read, I'm reading currently, just reading my way slowly through the book of Mark, and it's helpful to read these parts of the Bible with, with a different focus. And um, so I've been looking at uh, the way Jesus teaches his disciples recently as I've been reading Mark. But you could look at it through the lens of what does it mean to live by faith? There are some encouragements for you. Uh, if, you know, I encourage you, if, if you're part of a four, um, to you know, get, connect with those, those two or three other people, part of your four, and, and, and you know, journey with each other in how this is going for you. Um, if you need to pray, if you need to repent, of, uh, or you know, just take, to, to, to take hold of the stuff that God has for you, uh, it's great to be doing that in, in community. I know that our Celebrate Recovery and Walking in Victory and Hope on Wednesday are still meeting and they're doing things on Zoom and online. And uh, if anyone needs any help with getting that stuff set up, then do, do shout out. Um, if anyone was looking to get plugged into a four and doesn't have that kind of setting, you haven't got your boat or your four, that you're, people that you're walking with and iron sharpening iron with, and you want to, then let us know and we can help to, help to connect you. You know, being connected is, is really important for us as a church at this time, isn't it? Great, so we'll come into land there. And um, basically the word is... Uh, we are like sheep being led out onto the hillside, but we've got everything that it takes. And let's seize this opportunity to get to know God in a way that we haven't before. Alice is going to pray.
Yeah, when I woke up this morning, I had a picture of God shaking a tablecloth. And I was immediately, as if he was going to prepare a banquet, it was a beautiful white tablecloth. And I was immediately reminded of Psalm 23, where meditate on that whole psalm. It's extraordinary and really pertinent. But there's a particular verse that he says he prepares a banquet feast in the presence of our enemies. And some of the things Chris has been talking about will be pressing into some of our enemies, if you like. These are our mindsets which resist the knowledge of the goodness of God. And they really are all rooted in fear, but there are probably four of them that we want to deal with. Fear of disease itself, fear of sickness or being a carrier and causing sickness to someone else. Fear of lack of provision, Chris has spoken into that. Fear of social isolation, if we're living on our own or not living with close friends and family. And that could be a daunting prospect. And also fear on the other end of the spectrum, where one or two parents are both work, trying to work from home full or part-time, or maybe as key workers on the front line, and hope, do a good job of home learning if they have children at home. Fear of being overwhelmed. So there is a perfect love that casts out all fear, and that's what we're going to press into today. And I think Duncan's worship was extraordinary and really prophetic, and one of the that that old Martin Smith song about a river just flooding through the nation. I just feel like God wants to bring a river Hmm. of of love, of healing, of reconciliation, of restoration through this. There's a a, a virus, there's a contagion that's greater, and it's the love of God. And so we're going to command his perfect love to cast out all fear, particularly those four areas of fear that we thrive in a hostile environment. That's the design of the believer, as Chris has been saying. We thrive and flourish where we're planted and we've been put on the mountainside to thrive and flourish for our own benefit and well-being as well as those around us. So we command that perfect love which casts out all fear. We rebuke this virus in the name of Jesus and we bless every single man, woman and child in this nation to know and encounter afresh the love of God and through this nation to the nations of the earth. This is, this is a jubilee, this is a realignment where God is restoring people to himself. And so we bless everyone at Hope to thrive in this hostile environment and we also bless this nation for a restoration and a reconciliation with God. Amen. Please check in every day, 8am, as Chris said. There are prayers and thoughts for the day and we'll be back here next Sunday and connect in any way if you want to be connected in with, with other people and we can set that up. And always, again, if you're new to Hope, we have a fortnightly email that we send around which kind of uh, gives it's our kind of main communication with vision and, and what's going on in stories and things. So if you'd like to be in the loop on those, email Hannah at the office. It's office at hopechapel.co.uk and she can put you on the list for our fortnightly email. Just noticed I had a quick flick through those comments and just saw it's nice to have friends from all, all over the place yeah. here. Really great to be with you. And um, Richard and the Higgs family have got a... Uh, they've, I think they've burnt some toast, or they've got some toast in the toast to give an authentic uh, Hope Chapel smell. Yeah, and so Georgie, are you in Australia? Great, yeah. That's great. Okay, we'll finish there. Lovely to um, see Blessings you. on your day. Don't forget yeah. the youth and children's resources are out there if you'd like those. I recommend um, them to all ages. They're hilarious. There's They're some, really, some really great resources we're getting into. You know, if you've got some good podcasts that you're feeding on, yeah. 
Anyway, we, don't, we won't go into that And now. let's do the 80-20 rule. 80% good stuff, only a little bit of the, the news. Good nutrition. Brilliant. Lots of love. Bye. Cool.